0: There's quite a few that I grow that are really, they're really flavorful, but they're mild. They're not going to be too hot and bitter, so you can eat it raw on crackers. I set, at the market, I give out samples of a kind that's sliced really thin, raw, and just put it on a
1: little cracker, and people go crazy over it. It tastes like a whole different vegetable. This is the Modern Domestique Podcast, where each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. It's all about exploring a way of life that enhances our community and environment from where it all begins, in the home. I'm Stacey Keating, and this episode is an interview with the garlic queen of Boulder, Karen of Weeby Farms. I first met Karen at the farmer's market here in Boulder, and was drawn to her booth because the only thing she sells is garlic, and I was wondering how she could stay in business with just one thing to offer. Through talking with her, though, I learned that there are many different types of garlic, some which are better eaten raw in things like pesto, and others that are better cooked in things like stews and chilies. I had no idea there were so many types of garlic, each one with a different flavor profile and a different nutritional value. Through my studies in nutrition, I learned of the medicinal benefits of garlic, which are many. And in the interview, Karen shares her knowledge of using garlic medicinally to help stay healthy through the cold and flu season, as well as how to use garlic to heal from more specific diseases. This interview is timely as well for those of you that are interested in growing your own garlic. She talks about how and why to soak the garlic before planting, when to plant, hint, it's now, and when to harvest, among other things. Today's interview is much like the fresh garlic season, short and pungent, and I really hope you enjoy it. So I am here with Karen, who's like the garlic queen of Boulder. That's my self-appointed title. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to know a bit more about how you got interested in garlic, since you're so focused on it.
0: Well, I was selling a few things at the farmer's market, kind of helping a friend out and selling a few things on the side of my own. And a friend of a friend who sold garlic in Beaverton, Oregon, uh, I got in touch with her and she sent me some samples of six different kinds that she said grew better in cold weather oh, than cool. than where she was in mm-hmm. Oregon. So um, she asked me to try them and I did and th- I got hooked from there.
1: Wow, cool. So... Um, I don't know anything about garlic, <laughs> and I think like most people, you know, I think most people are just used to going to the grocery store and seeing garlic, yeah. and, and there's no type associated with it. You know, right. maybe at the farmer's market in the springtime, you'll see garlic scapes. Yeah, um, in but June. I'd yep. imagine that that would be, a, like, garlic scapes can come from all sorts of different types of garlic, right? Yeah.
0: Well, there's two main categories of garlic, hardneck and softneck. And the hardneck garlic makes scapes. Oh. It's got literally a hard woody stem, and the scape is, you know, the precursor to that. Uh huh. And and uh, the softneck garlic that the stores sell don't make scapes. Interesting. But the stores sell only softneck garlic because it stores longer. And generally, the groceries are only interested in shelf life, not flavor. Yep. So that you get either um, California early. Or something from China. Hmm. That's the two, you know, types of garlics that will be at the grocery
1: store. Yeah. Wow. So with the garlic that... Can't That you grow that's good for cold weather like Colorado. Uh-huh. Um, I know at your stand you have it arranged from like strongest to not as strong. Yeah, strongest <laughs> to mildest. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is kind of the difference between that range? You know, I know you say on your blog there's different ones that are better for pesto if you're eating it raw, right. you know, or cooked or yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah, there's, uh, there's quite a few that I grow that are really. They're really flavorful, but they're mild. They're not going to be hot, too hot and bitter, mm. so you can eat it raw on crackers. I set, At the market, I give out samples of a kind that's sliced really thin, raw, and just put it on a little cracker, and mm. people go crazy over it. It tastes like a whole different vegetable. Wow. Um, and then the, the kinds that I call stronger are more for cooking. They have a lot more intensity, and they're... Um, they're just a lot better for cooking and roasting, but they would be really hot on the tongue and just way too intense to eat on bruschetta or right. pesto, you know, raw.
1: Yeah, wow, that's so interesting. I Before I saw your stand, I didn't know that uh-huh. there were different kinds of garlic and also that different kinds of garlic would taste different raw or cooked, which is so yeah. interesting. Yeah, they um, all get milder when they're cooked. Right, yeah, yeah, so maybe if someone wanted something... Like with just a hint of garlic, they could cook one of the milder ones, and then it would just be this little wisp. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um, So is there a nutritional difference between Mm -hmm. all the different types of garlic that you grow? Yeah, the
0: stronger ones have the higher medicinal component. Interesting. So, and, and as you store them, they get a higher medicinal component, too. They get stronger and hotter wow. tasting as you store them, and then they're more
1: medicinal. Wow. Wow, that's really interesting. Is there a type of garlic that you grow that's, like, the most medicinal one?
0: Chesnock red, which is the most popular cooking one, is very – it's one of the highest medicinal ones there is. And wow. so – that one is the one.
1: Yeah, wow. So within the, you know, hard neck and soft neck categories, do you grow both?
0: I only grow one soft neck. Mm-hmm. I, there's only one that I really like the taste of. Mm. And the rest are hard necks that
1: I grow. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so interesting that you're focused on the hard neck ones and, you know, and I suppose that like you said with the grocery stores, they focus on shelf life and yeah. everything like that. Um, with the with the ones that you grow, what is the typical shelf life?
0: Some of them only store from the time of harvest for about four months, and some go to six months, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. But um, the softnecks will go nine or nine months to a year if you store them well. Yeah, but and what they, does storing them well mean? Um, out of direct sun or heat, mm-hmm. mostly. And then the other thing is you could keep them... Um, in a paper bag, to, so they don't dehydrate as
1: quickly. Oh, interesting. But they
0: still breathe. Mm-hmm. They can't be in a plastic
1: bag or they'll mold. Oh, uh, I see. With, with like a clay container? Do, those how work,
0: yeah. Those work great, but the probably the paper bag for longer term. Interesting. Um, but yeah, clay containers work great. And they, you can store them in the fridge, something I just found out
1: oh, wow. a couple of years
0: ago uh, in a paper bag in the fridge works It's like ideal.
1: Oh, wow. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. People say, well, they
0: always sprout as soon as they get in the fridge. Well, that's because when you buy it from the grocery, it might have already been in storage for a year.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. That's interesting. Um, So with the nutritional value, um, just kind of coming back to that, I remember when I was in, I studied holistic nutrition. Ah. um, And one of my teachers said that to kind of optimize the nutritional value of a piece of garlic yeah um, even if you're cooking it or not cooking it whatever you have to chop it and let it sit for 20 minutes mm-hmm. is that something that you've heard as well yeah
0: that is true I've studied a lot about that and there's uh, two components one is in and one is the enzyme alanase mm-hmm. and they have to um, come together mm-hmm. through crushing or chopping the more you crush your chopper to it the more allicin which is the medicinal component you get
1: yeah yeah it's I Also had no idea before I heard that, which I think is so interesting. Um, And when we say nutritional benefit, what, what nutritional benefit does garlic have?
0: Boy, there are so many. You know, at first it just sounds like, well, it's the miracle vegetable. It does everything. And I didn't really take a lot of the claim seriously, but every time I look into the really credible university studies, Mm -hmm. and I've actually gone to a seminar where some universities were studying different uh, health effects of garlic, it's unbelievable. It's really known for sure to prevent um, stomach ailments, stomach cancer, ulcers. Um, It can prevent, uh, it's really good for the cardiovascular system, Mm. good for blood pressure, there are a lot it's very very antibiotic it's one of the strongest antibiotics known to man mm-hmm. and it's also somewhat antiviral. Wow. Um,
1: so I guess that's uh, like in fire cider I think there's a lot of garlic uh-huh, and stuff like yeah. that and apple cider vinegar yeah. and all sorts of things but I'd imagine the garlic is a big component. Of it
0: that. is and um, I started just uh, using it medicinally on purpose just two or three years ago Mm. because I was getting a lot of colds from my son who goes to school. Ah. (laughs) And um, so I mix it, I crush it into a little cup and add honey and just eat it that way. The honey really helps it go down really easily. And do you use some of the milder ones for that? No. Wow. The more medicinal ones. If you just gulp it down with plenty of honey, it tastes (laughs) fine. If you're used to it, you might start, some people are very, very sensitive Mm -hmm. to the sulfur component Mm -hmm. of garlic, so they couldn't do that, but... Try a little bit and see and yeah. Know, most people can do it that
1: way. Wow, very cool. It works
0: very well. It's, I've it's been the most effective cold remedy I've found so far. Yeah,
1: and maybe for people who don't typically cook with garlic, um, just even starting to add that in to, yeah. you know, their repertoire yeah. of recipes. Yeah. Um, you know, to the curries or whatever they're making, that would have an impact as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Um I'm curious to know, like, if you were to make, I know that we're kind of out of summer now, but if you were to make a summer pesto, just uh-huh. a simple one, uh-huh. what would your favorite kind of garlic be for that? And then also, okay. if you were to make a really strong curry okay. or chili or something, what would your favorite garlic be for that?
0: Well, for the pesto, there's one called German Extra Hardy that I sell in the beginning of the season, like early August, mm-hmm. because it tastes better. It tastes really, really good. It's very addictive just to eat it raw. It's mm-hmm. so good. Uh, then, it, But then it gets hot later. So Germ-Extra Hardy in August for the pesto, and then chestnut Red for curries.
1: Chesnock Red is a good one. It yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a really
0: all-around strong garlic. It grows really well here, too, so I have a lot, and it's the most popular one because most people like to saute their garlic, yeah. and it holds up to saute.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, I did see on your website some tips um, for or maybe it was your handout some tips for sautéing um, to only do it for one minute over low heat.
0: Yeah, that's my um,
1: preference. Yeah, is there a reason for the low heat?
0: Well, in my opinion, I've done a lot of taste testing of the garlics, especially in the beginning. Trying, mm-hmm. I grow thirty different kinds, so I would compare them and take notes. And when you really sauté garlic and then eat it just plain, it doesn't. It tastes a little bitter mm-hmm. and. It can be overcooked really easily, and it tastes a lot better if you just sauté it just for a little while. And a lot of chefs agree with me—not all, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of chefs think that that's the way to go too: just quick sauté, yeah, yeah, not so browning I, it.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, oh, I had a question, and then it jumped right out of my head.
0: Well, I can tell you something else that I yeah. uh, about on that same vein. So my favorite way to I don't actually personally saute the garlic ever. I'm that not that kind of cook. Mm. I put it in at the end. So I'll make a pot of spaghetti sauce or a little you know, a little pan of spaghetti sauce, then I crush the garlic just as I'm turning off the heat and mm. add it in. So the heat from the sauce takes the um, hot, sulfury bite out of it mm-hmm. but it doesn't really cook it, so you still get the full flavor, but it's not quite as strong.
1: Yeah. Wow. So is there a difference between Chopping and slicing and pressing garlic does it affect the taste?
0: Yep, it ta- affects the taste and the nutrients. The, so the more you crush it, by either. Uh, so the press is the best, mm-hmm. and then chopping would be the second best, and slicing would be third. After nutritionally, that, nutritionally, mean. wow, and flavor wise too. Oh, interesting. So you get that's why the slices are pretty palatable for people to eat when I serve them on the crackers because oh. they're they're not as you know, they don't have as much oomph.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting, huh? And then I also saw um, on your website that you had said that a lot of the grocery store garlic, like you can't plant it, like you can't sprout it and plant it. Um, and then your garlic that's dried, there was something about soaking it first. Uh uh-huh. um, What can you explain that a little bit? Well,
0: soaking it helps cut down the um, diseases and viruses that might be associated with the garlic. And on my farm, I do have two diseases that I've gotten over the years. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, through not soaking it, ordering garlic from other places and just planting it. And so they're in my Mm. soil now. And so now I soak all the garlic. It's a, it's a hot water soak. You just bring it up to a warm temperature and then you soak it in a hot at 119 degrees for 20 minutes. Uh And uh, it's tricky, but it's not too hard. You just add a little boiling water, you know, to the, to the garlic to bring that temperature up if it goes down.
1: Oh, okay. And that just gets rid of any like mm-hmm. bad guys that could be on there? Yes. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So it, it's, I recommend it to do with any garlic that you get, mail order or anything that you didn't grow because it, it's out there. Yeah, and that will protect your soil. Once it's in the soil, the, um, some of the disease will stay there for 20 years, wow. even if you don't ever plant garlic there for 20
1: years. Wow, that's so interesting. Um, so if someone wanted to start growing garlic mm-hmm. um how could they do it could they do it in a container or or it, it never <laughs> works in a container ever in colorado okay so,
0: one person said it worked but she lived in arizona mm, but maybe it, that
1: takes a really green thumb
0: <laughs> well no it's just that in a container outside it's subject to more cold and more heat it gets hot and cold hotter and colder
1: interesting and
0: so that it's not that nice stable temperature that you know, that the ground has, where mm-hmm. it's always going to be around 50 degrees.
1: Yeah. Wow. So so planted in the ground, yeah. is there a time of year that garlic typically gets now, planted? Now, October. October. So uh-huh. it just kind of sits in the ground yeah. over the winter and then... Yeah. Hopefully the putting day. down
0: nice big roots um, during the warmer part of the winter, the early winter. Mm-hmm. And then it sprouts, uh, usually for me, at the very end of January.
1: Wow. So it starts coming up at the end of January, and then is that when you pick it? Uh, July 1st. July 1st. <laughs> so it's like making a baby, nine months. Yeah, wow, that's so interesting. And then once it's picked, I mean, all the garlic that you, we see in the store is dried, right? It, or well, some... it's not
0: dried, it's cured, which means it's dried a little bit. It's mm-hmm. dried down, so it's not really fresh and juicy. Right. It, and it So it will, uh, won't rot, and
1: it'll uh, stay good a long time. Got it. So... The garlic that you picked in July that you're selling at the farmer's market now, mm-hmm. that's maybe also cured? Yep, exactly. I wait three weeks to let it cure, and then I start selling it. I see. And is that where the braided garlic comes from, or like the that you see yeah. know, in the movies yeah. or whatever, like garlic yeah. is oh, braided? Yeah. And, uh... I used to braid it, but I
0: uh, in Colorado's dry climate, it's hard to braid the stems, so you, just soak the stems in water. It's a lot of, a lot of work here. Wow, interesting. Um, but, yeah, yeah, if you have a garlic braid and you hang it, you can pick it. Wow,
1: can. that's so cool. So, but you could also just eat it fresh. Uh-huh. Um, and flavor-wise, is it more mild than
0: The braided garlic?
1: Uh, well, the fresh garlic, sorry. Fresh garlic.
0: Um sometimes <laughs> <You> <laughs> i guess it depends on yeah, the type yeah it depends on the type but all of them get hotter as you store them so i guess yes to mm-hmm. some degree this yeah. it's a little bit milder
1: interesting yeah um so would that be something that would be better for pesto, maybe? A, a, like super fresh, right out of the ground? Yeah. Garlic? Yeah, because then you
0: could get those kind that taste really well, taste their best in August or, mm-hmm. or late July. You can use those when they have... It's a whole different vegetable than, yeah. uh, than supermarket garlic when you're eating it at that time. Yeah, it's, it's so really true. Fresh.
1: It's it's The cloves are so much bigger, uh-huh. too. Yeah like it's, it's really surprising. I mean, of course it makes sense, but it's surprising to see like how big they can actually get when you're used to seeing these, you know, small little bulbs mm-hmm. at the grocery store.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so with the neck garlic, they have a lot of little cloves that are very tightly wrapped. Mm. You know, the papers are really on there, so they're very hard to peel, which is annoying, but that's what makes them store so long. Oh, I see. So the fret, the hardnecks, most of them have um, bigger cloves which is fun and easier to use but yeah. then they don't store as long they're not as tightly wrapped they're easier to peel and use they're the German extra Hardy that I talked about for pesto mm-hmm. super easy to peel and that's a big bonus because yeah.
1: unwrapping those ones from the grocery store is a big pain yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um wow that's really cool and and good to know kind of the timeline of, of garlic for anyone that might want to start planning it how much space does it take if you you can, wanted to start well. You can plant
0: it pretty intensely. Um, you plant them the cloves six inches apart from each other, mm-hmm. so you can do. I do like five across in a three-foot little
1: row. Wow! And so you can really get a lot in that. one. Yeah, maximize that garden space. That's uh-huh. really cool. Um, do you have any insight into because um, I at the pet store that one of the pet stores that we go to to get um, things for our animals. They have garlic pills, which they say are good for dogs to help keep ticks and fleas Uh and stuff like that away. Um, Because if he has that in his system, then they won't want to bite him, I guess. Right. Do you have any insight into garlic and animals? Well,
0: I definitely use it on my chickens a lot to keep away parasites. It's a good... I think it's called anti-vermectin it keeps them worm free
1: mm-hmm. um you just put it in their food or i how do sprinkle
0: they... the little bulbils on the ground or sometimes i crush it up and mix it with water and mix it with their food wow if i'm intentionally trying to do it mm-hmm. and then for the goats they like to eat the garlic stems the goats and horses and llamas eat the garlic stems the green tops that i cut off mm-hmm. and dry and um so that gives them some nutritional value. And for the dogs, uh, the cat I don't give garlic to, but the dog, I sometimes do, but the jury's out. Some, some scientists say that it can cause a certain kind of anemia mm. and that dogs are allergic to it. So I can't really say. I, I do feed it to my dogs sometimes mm-hmm. and haven't seen any ill effects. And um, I haven't seen whether it helps keep the... Um, the pests away from the dog although sometimes um, I'll just get some garlic on my fingers and rub it on his ears or his nose oh yeah or my own if I'm out in the field and the mosquitoes are getting me
1: wow and just rubbing it on your ears keeps the mosquitoes away yeah
0: well that's where they annoy you the most right well, yeah that's <laughs> <So> true <laughs> putting it on my ears like the most effective place so I just like rub a little oil
1: like I'll crush a clove and yeah. rub a little oil on my earlobe to, wow. to keep it that's so funny. Yeah. I was imagining like then you had this shield against all mosquitoes. No, just the ones near my ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And I I
0: do eat a- lot of raw garlic every day and I don't get very many mosquito bites. Yeah. But my husband gets a lot of mosquitoes annoying him um, more than me and he eats almost as much garlic. So I think it affects people differently.
1: Yeah, the jury's out. (laughs) So you've been at the farmer's market for quite a while here in Boulder. Yeah, more than,
0: well I think this is my 21st year. Wow, Wow, that's so great.
1: Um, Is there anything that you've been surprised at you know someone i don't know came and said oh i made this with garlic or oh i didn't know that you could do this but here's this tip like is Uh are there any highlights from that time um well that's a
0: good question people do use it for a lot more people use it medicinally than i thought um Hmm. people use it for giardia Wow. A lot of stories about that. It's very effective against giardia. Wow. But you have to be careful. One woman mixed it with orange juice and, and like made a smoothie with orange juice and garlic, and it killed the giardia, mm. but she could never really eat garlic again oh, because man. it was so acid yeah. and harsh on her throat. So don't ever try that. <laughs> if you have giardia, use it with honey. Yeah, tip number one, <laughs> no orange
1: juice and garlic. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and some people uh, grill it. I've never thought about that. They put it on the oh, grill wow. with some olive oil on it. Like the whole bowl? Yeah, wow, the whole that's bowl. Cool. Or put it on a shish kebab
1: hole and just um, grill it. Wow, very cool.
0: And people grill scapes, and there's all sorts of recipes for scape pesto. And, mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah, which I've made it. It's very, very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Someone, I have it personally, but someone people have made it for me, and it's delicious. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's very cool. Um, do you have any... Since you've been a farmer for so long and, and been working around garlic and, um, and animals and different things, do you have any any kind of tips for anyone who's interested in kind of starting out to have a more holistic life, I guess? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's actually for a
0: home grower, especially, it's fun and easy to grow. Be everybody who, most everyone who tries it, says they love it and it was really fun and easy. So I would say just start with some local garlic Mm -hmm. um, because at the store they might, it might be from a China or Argentina different time zone where it won't grow here. Uh. Or they might have sprayed it with um, anti-sprouting agents to keep it stored longer, Mm. which definitely doesn't work. Um, So yeah, I would say just start with some local garlic if you can Mm -hmm. and maybe keep it simple. try like one or two kinds because keeping all the different kinds, um, separate, separate and labeled it that's half the work <laughs> <laughs> almost nobody only about you know nine uh, only about five percent of people actually have managed to keep them straight that buy yeah. different kinds from me because yeah it, it's hard
1: i <laughs> know you're like yeah because <laughs> i've been there and it's like there's all these different kinds you want to try so many and then you get home and you're like wait which one was this <laughs> yeah
0: well i have the color you do coding have the color so that, yeah. that helps but when you're planting it that all goes out the window
1: that's true yeah well, thank you so much for taking sure. the time to talk with me today. Sure. Um, thank you, Stacey. And I'll put, yeah, links up on the website. I know you said that you don't ship out of state. No, I don't. Um, but, but your website has a bunch of great information on it yeah. for anyone that might yeah. not be
0: in Boulder. Right. It's webefarms.blogspot.com. So there's uh, pages on medicinal uses and planting and and just lots of stuff.
1: Yeah, for anyone that wants to dive into it a bit more. Um, and otherwise, are you going to be at the farmer's market?
0: I'll be there t- in two
1: days yeah this weekend and
0: um possibly on november 12th and then that's it and that will be it wow and then i'll be back uh in uh, usually august 1st
1: okay great so it's a short but sweet or maybe tart or bitter (laughs) pungent (laughs) yeah sure but a short but pungent window (laughs) perfect well thank you so much okay
0: it's been a joy yeah cool
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Modern Domestique podcast, and a big thanks to Karen for today's conversation. To learn more about Weeby Farms and garlic in general, head over to the Modern Domestique website for links and more information. Make sure to tell a friend and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And please make sure to leave a rating or a review so that other people can find this podcast too. As always, I'd love to hear about your takeaways from today's episode, so please make sure to stay in touch on the website, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in, and have a very modern domestique day.